Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice, and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello everyone, how are you? Thank you for being here. I hope that you had an awesome weekend. I hope you're able to rest and recuperate and do something fun or relaxing. I had a pretty good weekend. I went to a drag performance upstate at a farm. It was really cute with my friends and we had a really good time. I'm also getting really excited because This weekend is NYC Pride Fest, and we are recording our live EXO Higher Self episode, and it's going to be awesome. Our recording of the podcast is going to happen at 1230 in Astor Place Pavilion. I'm also going to be doing a live music show at 2 o'clock at Stage Fest. It's like the big stage area, and it's going to be at 4th Avenue and 9th Street. I'm also going to be hanging out at my friend Ash and Chess's exhibitor booth, selling my merch as well. And that is on 4th Avenue and 11th Street. So if you're in the city, please do come by, see the shows, say hi, get a t-shirt, all of the above. I'm really, really excited to be there. All right, babes. So this episode is about relationships and conflicts and when you're having a conflict in a relationship, how to move forward, how to talk it through, how to harness your higher self to find the perspective you need in order to figure it out. And I know a lot of people have been in this place. It often seems like in certain relationships, there's there's always like one big issue, right? That kind of permeates everything or that lasts a while. It takes, that takes a while to work through. And it's kind of like the big issue. Um, And we haven't really been given a lot of tools on how to approach those challenges in relationships. It's so funny. It's like we go to school and learn algebra, but we don't learn any relationship skills, (laughs) 
or any communication skills, even though relationships are something we're going to be dealing with our entire life, like every kind of relationship. You're always having to communicate. You're always having to say what you feel or what you think, whether that's work relationships or family or romance or friendship and all of that kind of stuff. And having the ability to know how to resolve conflict, know how to approach conflict with somebody that you care about is is so important. But of course, you know, we're not teaching this stuff. So that's why we're here trying to help each other, support each other through these difficult times and help to find that higher self perspective and let love be our guide. All right, let's get to the question. Hi, Bunny. I'm so happy to write to you today as I've been following you for years. You're even part of the people who made it click for me that I could be femme presenting and still non-binary. I love all that you do. Today, I'm in a non-monogamous relationship with a queer cis man. The love we share is very big and I have grown immensely in this partnership. I love the good stuff and I love him. Still, a recurring problem has been observing him be stuck in a cycle of seemingly paralyzing problems. We are both migrants, but I managed to make it work for myself while he's lagging behind. We both admit to having a fixer tag-along dynamic on which we are willing to work, but I feel I'm mostly the one doing the work, which is as fixer as can be. It infuriates me to see him stand in his own way, but I realize I'm sometimes harsh, going to the extent of judging him for being quote-unquote lazy, even when he's actually sick and tired. This fury is, I know, coming from a place of fearing being abandoned like in childhood and being the only person around to do the necessary stuff and keep things in order. Sometimes I can contain this with my higher self, And other times I spiral because I feel forced into a woman who takes care of her incompetent man gender role. These are all things we've discussed together, but somehow they keep coming back with no remedy until I forget about them because we have a few good weeks where labor is equally balanced and then it starts all over again. Do you have any higher self wisdom to channel here? All my love. Hi, sweetheart. Being in a relationship always brings out our fears, our insecurities, our wounds. I think it's really insightful of you to see the connection between your judgment of your partner and not fulfilling his potential and fears of abandonment from your childhood and feeling like you are solely responsible for making sure everything is okay. The good news is that when you have that awareness of how your partner is triggering you, you can start to separate those fears from childhood from your reality now. On one hand, it's really important that you feel supported by your partner, and that's something that needs to be addressed. On the other hand, your wounds can give you tunnel vision on how you interpret your partner's behavior. For example, Because you were forced into a situation as a child to work, not rest, to take on responsibility without the support you needed, anything that reminds you of that experience, those feelings can make you feel like you're going through that right now. 
that what's happening is exactly the same, that you don't have support, that you will be abandoned. But this is not your childhood and your partner is not the person who hurt you back then. Our triggers shape our perspective. And if we're not careful, we can get stuck in that perspective and not really look at the bigger picture, the deeper picture, the higher self perspective, which is what is the truth going on beyond, behind this behavior and behind my feelings? Is it the fact that your partner is sick or needing rest or even struggling with motivation mean that they don't support you in other ways? There are more ways to be there for someone and contribute to a relationship than through work or labor or contributing financially. For example, emotional support, compassion, tenderness, intimacy, kindness, being a safe space for your feelings, etc. It's not that I'm trying to discount the importance of feeling supported when it comes to labor in the relationship, but often when we're so focused on one thing, we stop acknowledging what drew us to our partners in the first place. We get so focused on the growth areas they're struggling. We forget about the growth areas where we still struggle that they're actually helping us with and inspiring us to be better. We're all in a different place in our inner journey and we all have different skill sets. Something like putting yourself out there or getting things done or feeling confident when you go for that job might feel like second nature to you because you've had to do this for a long time. You've, you've been in this position. You know this stuff. You're good at it. You know how to get things done. But it's also a place where, for whatever reason, your partner finds difficulty with. Let's think about something, for example, that your partner does really, really well that you don't really know very much about. It could be, I don't know, cooking enchiladas or taking care of plants or changing a tire. Some skill set that your partner has that they do really well because they've been doing it for a really long time and they've figured it out. Well, if you try to do that thing, you might really struggle with it, right? You might need somebody to really show you. You might need somebody to be patient with you. You might even not even try because you didn't have the confidence that you'd do a good job. There is a really great book that I have recommended on this podcast before called Laziness Does Not Exist, and it's by Dr. Devin Price. And in it, they talk about how no one is really lazy. They either struggle with feeling capable, having opportunity, or really just needing rest and recuperation. When you see your partner struggling, rather than jumping on the narrative, oh, he's just this lazy cis dude who doesn't care enough about me to work harder, because I'm a woman or I'm in the woman gender role, ask yourself, is that really true? Or are my wounds making me feel like he doesn't care about me and I'll spend the rest of my life without the support I need? Does my partner really want me to feel like that even though that's the result of his behavior? Is that even the belief system of our relationship, these patriarchal gender roles? Is that even where his heart is? 
You mentioned the fact that what ends up happening is things are supposedly going to change. You probably have like a big fight. You think you get to a breakthrough. You say, I need this and this. He says, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll change. And then he does for a few weeks. Things kind of seem different, but then it cycles back in again because you're not like on top of him. You're not telling him, you're not giving him the direction. And then you feel hurt. You feel triggered all over again. And then you feel like he's incompetent. You feel like you're always the fixer. And you're wondering like, what is going wrong? What is the solution? How can we figure this out? And one of the things that I think would be really helpful when the two of you approach this further and go deeper with this and really get to the heart of why the two of you are identifying as this fixer tag-along role. Because the more you identify with the role, the more you act the role. When we are on the path of our higher self, We are separating our identity from our wounds, our conditioning, our patterns. And the truth is that neither one of you are just a fixer or a tag-along or a helper or a guide. Both of you fix things. Both of you are capable of taking care of the other person. Both Both of you need to depend on one another. And there are a lot of ways in which you do depend on him. So when you reapproach this conversation with your partner, I think a huge factor is bringing in this component of, I understand we both have two different sets of skills in a lot of areas. I'm stronger here, but you're also stronger here. So how do we figure out what works for both of us in terms of balancing the labor, balancing the responsibility. What does that look like? How can we, with his skill sets in mind, your skill sets in mind, help alleviate the stress that you're feeling by taking on a lot of a certain kind of responsibility? Does it look like when you have more work outside of the home than he does, that he does a lot more stuff around the house, cleaning, cooking, in a way that feels right to him or a way that makes him feel excited? Does it look like if he has been sick or unable to do stuff for a period of time and you really had to like cover him and take up the slack that then afterwards you get some time to rest and recuperate and he does more around the house or he does more. So these are all things that we can figure out with our partner as our teammate. And when you discuss this stuff from the point of view of we're not, I'm not a fixer and you're not a tag along. We're just two people who are growing and healing, and we can both learn from each other. So let's work on this as a team while knowing that both of us are equally valuable in this team and that we want it to work for both of us in a way that makes us both feel comfortable and seen and loved. I think what ends up happening when we get upset at our partners for not doing the things that we need 
And of course, our feelings are absolutely valid, but we end up getting in a cycle where we just start to see them as the person who isn't fulfilling that need. And then they start to feel like they're just the person who isn't making you happy, who is constantly disappointing you. And they start to feel less and less confident about who they are. And the way that we can get out of these patterns is for both people to be willing to grow and see each other from beyond that. And that means him not assuming you're going to fix it, you not always fixing it because you're assuming he's incompetent. These are the patterns that we're trying to break. And it's going to take some time and it's going to take both people still being willing to address their wounds because I'm sure his wounds are playing out in these, in these moments as well. And our higher selves can help us talk this stuff out. Talk about how our triggers and our wounds are affecting us in these moments. Find a solution. Make a plan. What can we do different here? And also, does that mean putting a calendar out? Does that mean um, putting reminders on our phone? You know, like y'all are a team and you can figure this out together. I promise. And if for some reason, you know, you do everything that you can and your partner isn't willing to grow with you, isn't willing to look within, isn't really willing to work on this stuff in a way to see beyond the roles, all of that stuff, you know, you deserve a partnership in which you feel supported emotionally, um, responsibility-wise, all of that stuff. You absolutely deserve that. Everybody does. But I do think that there's another way to approach this to where both of you are looking at this beyond these roles that you play out from your higher self, knowing that both of you are whole and important and valuable and that you both are learning from each other and providing value to the relationship. And from that place of acknowledgement, you can make a plan that works in collaboration for both of you. I hope that's helpful, sweetheart. You obviously really care about your partner and your relationship, and I'm sure your partner really cares about you. And often we have conflicts that seems really, really hard, but it is also an opportunity for us to heal as well and grow beyond our wounds, beyond these roles, beyond these patterns that they're actually helping us let go of it too. And that's what we're learning to do together. And that's why relationships can be so healing, even though they're <laughs> sometimes it's, it's hard and it takes time to get there and a willingness for both people to keep working on themselves, to keep being honest, to keep growing. It might not always be as quickly as we hope, but as long as somebody is willing, you'll get there. All right. I'm sending you so much love. Take care. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, 
Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. You know, if I had listened to that question years ago, I probably would have immediately been like, you need to get out of that situation without actually going deeper than that and seeing if there's other possibilities to seeing this. Because I think what happens in our relationships is that we really get stuck in these roles, these stories, and then we project them on each other. And we wonder why we're not able to grow together. It always takes two to tango. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're constantly picking up the slack, ask yourself, why do I keep constantly picking up the slack? I don't have to. Just like, you know, this other person not doing it. What if I threw my hands at it? What if I said I can't? What if I said no? What if I said, if you don't do this, it's not going to get done? It's a, it's a scary place to be, especially for somebody who is so used to taking care, to being the giver, the one who sacrifices, the one that works. You don't realize that you also get attached to that role. It has become part of who you are too. And in a lot of ways, it gives you a sense of control over a situation and learning how to relinquish that control how to not micromanage what other people are doing is scary. So it's kind of like, yes, you're right, absolutely. You need to feel supported. You need to feel like you have a teammate, but you also need to understand how you're showing up as well and what kind of teammate you're being and, and what changes that you can make as well that will help. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's not easy. And it's a partnership, it's collaboration. So it's not just, you know, the way you think it should be. It's not just the way your partner thinks it should be. It's like creating new ways to be together. And it's like, it's a process, it's a process, but our higher selves can help us because our higher selves help us to realize that we are so much more than the limitations we put on ourselves and we put on each other. We're so much more expansive than that. And we can do things differently and we can learn learn from it and have new experiences and, and have new joy when we let go of like always needing to be that person. It can be very, very freeing. All right, babes, take care. Have an amazing rest of your day. I love you so much. And so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye.